you are a female, you are a female, you are a female. Yeah, I am. I was in a band, a drag band called Greta Garbo's Thighs. Greta Garbo's Thighs. Greta Garbo's Thighs. Greta Garbo's Thighs. Uh, True. Look them up, guys. Hey, guys. It's your favorite uh, final girl and uh, final boy, Emily and Nick, coming at you with a new episode of Gabby of the Night, a weekly podcast where we dissect, uh, dissect, uh, disembowel, and shred the worst slasher movies. This week, we'll be slicing through 1983's A Blade in the Dark. As always, here's Emily with an original VHS copy, so let's hear what the back of that box fucking says. A Blade in the Dark is terror and and intrigue at its finest as one man must uncover the secrets behind the quiet darkness of murder. Bruno is a young composer renting a secluded villa in hopes of completing a movie score for his girlfriend. Okay, that's not true, but okay. His calm environment is interrupted by unexplainable and bizarre occurrences. Bruno discovers a strange message on his recorder, a knife out of place, a girl hiding in his closet, drops of blood in his bathroom, and the gardener dragging a large sack across the lawn. Just as quickly as these things occur, they all mysteriously disappear into the stillness of the night. Bruno is certain that a woman has been murdered in his home, but no one believes him. But as the truth seeps out, Bruno is caught in the black quicksand of terror. He comes face to face to the horrors of the night. Just as the night settles into blackness, a blade in the dark rips open blood-curdling terror, 1983. Before you say anything, it is not his girlfriend that he's doing the score for. So we already know there's issues with this movie when the back of the box is has like misinformation and everything. So what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I've never been so bored by a bla- uh, box cutter. <laughs> this is a this is a very very uh, slow slow uh, artful um, stupid movie. I like this movie. I will admit I watched it when I was really young and I didn't like it when I was young, but then it grew on me as I watched it as I got older. It is Lamberto Bava um, before Demons, Mario Bava's son directing it. And um, I do think some of the slowness has to do with the fact that it was initially supposed to be a four-part, 30-minute increment thing for TV. Italians seem uh, very slow on a lot of things, like uh, making food, uh, (laughs) movies, uh, but they seem pretty quick about fucking. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. As at, yeah, well, I mean, that's not, I don't think that's a problem. Oh, no. The movie opens up with these kids <clears throat> that are one of the kids looks like he's wearing a swastika armband. He does, actually. Um, and one of the kids you'll note if you are any type of Italian horror movie fan, um, you'll notice that it is the infamous Bob from House by the Cemetery who is notoriously horribly dubbed. Um, this movie does get a lot of slack for being badly dubbed. I think, you know, there's the opening of you are a female, you are a female. I think it's just translated poorly, but I've seen enough dubbed Italian stuff to, I mean, it's, it's, it's whatever. It's it not only takes two. the worst I've ever seen. But, um, so we open with these kids that are making fun of another kid played by the kid, Bob from and, House by the Cemetery. And one of them is a bona fide Nazi. Yeah, and they, uh, they're they telling him to uh, go down. They throw a softball down into this basement, and they're like... Uh, also, are, I'm not trying to be a weirdo. Are there blonde Italians? Yes. Really? They're very... Um, very rare? Rare, yeah. 
Hmm. Um, it's like black Russians. But they throw a baseball down, that's and he's a, like, that, "That's a drink no one will drink." They're no, like, "No one will take one with me." Go down and get this ball, and he's like, "Down there," and they're like, "If you don't, you're a girl. You are a female." And then they say that five times because I counted. Um, so the kid cries as he walks down the stairs, and then a scream is heard, and a bloody the the bloody ball that they threw down the stairs comes back up and it's thrown up the stairs. So then we get to the credits. Um, the score starts playing, which I like the score a lot, though it is super overplayed, but yeah. it won't be the last time you hear it. No, it will not be <laughs> at all. Um, after the credits, you see the gardener. Um, his name is Giovanni. Giovanni. And the composer of the score, Bruno. Bruno. And Tony, who is the um, landlord of this villa. And Tony. And they're talking about Bruno's work and how Tony's renting this villa so he can compose the music for this horror movie that... He just rented it for a month, too, because you know how that goes. Yeah. Because he, he's... Uh, so he's composing this music for a horror movie uh, that's done by his friend, Sandra, it is not his girlfriend. So let me just, you know, not the back of the box oh, is wrong. Sandra, the director who really, really loves filming child murder. Yeah. Um, and apparently later on, we do find out that uh, Bruno doesn't usually compose music for this type of stuff. So I don't It's neither here nor there. Uh, he's more of a, you know, uh, not opera, but a Broadway uh, hairstyle. You know, so, like, I don't know what the fuck. He did the soundtrack for hair. They never say what kind of music he does compose for, but it's not horror. So, Rant. So uh, Tony wants to hear some of his stuff, but um, so. He wants a tape. Yeah, he wants a cassette. So Bruno is, is going to. And, um, and Tony also wants to know who the killer is in the movie, but Bruno says that he doesn't even know because the director is hiding it from everyone. She yeah, won't. She the hasn't last told. Scene, yeah. yeah, the last scene is a surprise. She's told no one. So it cuts to Bruno and Sandra, and they're watching the opening sequence that we saw at the beginning of the movie. And Sandra explains Meta. the spirit of the movie, um, so Bruno can understand what like the music she's looking for. And that's where he's kind of like, are you sure like you should pick me for this? Because I don't usually do this kind of stuff. And she says, no, you're the only one that can do it. And that's why I've put you in this villa because it's very isolated and scary. Next scene, we see someone walking around the villa mysteriously. And then um, we see a, uh, like this person goes in. It's first person POV. So they're. There, this movie, by the way, is Italian and it is more of a giallo really which is basically an Italian slasher. However, um, there's a lot of slasher elements, as is, especially because it's 1983. So giallos yeah, were kind of going out a, anyway. Uh, IMDb, uh, IMDb, and yeah. uh, a Wikipedia page, as opposed to like some shit like play or not Dream Blade Maniac. the Dark, uh, fucking Dream Maniac. Yes. So um, this first person POV, whatever, walking around this the area that Bruno is recording and sees a magazine with a new, like a woman on the front and nudie magazine day. And the person takes a box cutter and finds, goes through the magazine, finds a picture of just like a chest boobs and cuts through the pages with the box cutter. Why would you do that? Cut up titties. What a shame. Well, we'll, we'll find out, I guess. I mean, kind of, but um, they're on my wall, the titty hall of fame. In the boneyard? No, 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 no. The hall. 
Oh, in the whole okay, Hall of Fame. I get it. Okay, so no, Bruno not, not in the boneyard. Bruno arrives home. There's only been two people in the boneyard. Okay, so Bruno arrives home and he's in the studio and he no- notices that his metronome is uh, running and he stops it, but he kind of just like laughs it he off. He stops that shit because he can't keep time and he knows that he's a lousy <laughs> musician and that's just what it is. So then he hears a strange thud, and he goes towards uh, the open door and closes it. He hears a strange thud and still can't keep beat with that. Mm-mm. And there's then it cuts to like a first-person POV outside watching Bruno. And then Bruno starts working on the music. And then you can hear like this mysterious whispering, which, is, which the um, recording is capturing, but Bruno doesn't know that. Um, and so this scene gets pretty tedious, um, I'll admit. He does it for a while. Bruno finds the picture cut up and hears whispers, so he goes to check it out. And the lights aren't working in the hallway downstairs. And someone's someone's watching with this box cutter, clicking it like up, so the the blade is more no, up. Nobody's ever heard that sound. <laughs> so, um, also we see these black pumps, and then all of a sudden, some woman. Jumps out of the closet in the house, in the villa. <laughs> Bruno's got fucking ass falling out of all kinds of cupboards. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So at, at this point, there's no this real... This is not the... This is the first in the movie, but not the last. Yeah, and there and there's no real reasoning as to why she was in the house. At, or in the closet. And every time he asks her, she, she kind of just like changes the subject and is real weird about it. That's well, a sure sign of somebody wanting to fuck. And, yeah, right. And she was like, she, so she goes, are you a friend of Linda's? Now, Linda's going to be a po- uh, big point mm. here. Yeah, plot device. Yeah. yeah. Um, so her name's Katya. And Katya. She, she still never really explains why she's there, but she tries to act like the reason she's there is because he's cute. But it's like very weirdly normalized that she's there. Like by Bruno. No, he's, I, he's I, not got, like, I got to move to Emily or uh, to Emily. Italy. Uh, hey, the the continent of and the country of Emily. No, I gotta move to Italy. If if this shit just fucking happens and people uh, call it, you know, like a day, I, I want to go there. Yeah. So uh, while Bruno's trying to ask her why she's there, he gets a phone call. So he gets on the phone and it's Tony, the landlord, and then Katya at the same time is like Anthony. Um, where's the? I need to use the bathroom. I need to use the bathroom. And so he's like. As if she's never been there. She's clearly in the closet, but what the fuck ever. Anyway, so. Well, obviously she doesn't know uh, how to use doors. So she, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't trust her uh, peeing in my house either. No, but Tony calls Bruno about the cassette. Cause he's like, are you done with the cassette? And that's um, pretty pushy from a couple hours. Yeah. So, um, Tony s- says that Linda, the last tenant was strange and to get Giovanni to get the uh, missing bulbs for the lights downstairs. Giovanni, the even stranger fucking groundskeeper. Yeah. So yeah, Giovanni is uh, clearly the red herring here. So he's clearly not going to be the killer because that is not how Giallo's work at all. So Katia leaves without really saying anything to Bruno and Bruno looks for her. But um, when he looks in that closet, he finds her journal and it says something like, I've discovered Linda's secret. It's terrible, but fascinating. And um, I want to tell Angela. Just like a woman would do. Yeah. Read somebody else's diary and uh, be a jerk about it. And then go go write in their diary 
about how, how they've uh, sold them out, sold them down the river. So she ha- she says that she wants to tell Angela. I don't, we don't know who she is yet, but um, she's also had some kind of premonition. Then um, the next scene is this really, really long, tedious chasing of the killer's POV, chasing Katya outside. Now, first, she's, uh, the killer slashes her face and her hand, and then she runs into the, like down these stairs into this like dark corridor, which is basically like a maze. She walk. I don't know what this downstairs of this villa is, but it's a fucking maze. And um, she gets behind this like chain link piece of wall thing. Uh, it's not a gate. It's just there. I don't know. She gets behind there and she's trying to hide from the killer and um, the killer finds her and starts stabbing her through the fence thing, chain link thing. Yeah. And she had to lean up to it just so he, uh, yeah, he could she, stab she, her. Yeah. She doesn't try to get away. She leans up against it. And at the I don't t- know if you if you use the <clears throat> if uh, you lose the will to live, uh, I mean, go for it. She did it real L- quick. Let somebody box cutter you today. At the same time, if, that, Br- if that's your if that's your thing, man. At the same time, Bruno is uh, recording, so we are also kind of and man, that soundtrack slaps. Yeah, not really. It does for like a minute, and then you get rollover. I don't, but know. I don't I don't think Bruno's really on to anything. Well, he has one thing he does, but anyway, uh, yeah, so yeah. Um, he plays that one song. We're supposed to kind of assume that the um, recording that he's making is catching, maybe capturing this murder. But anyway, she makes no attempt at trying to get away. So um, she's stabbed in the chest area, and then her throat <laughs> is slit. So there's our death, our first death. And well, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, d- during it's Br- very anticlimactic. For, for uh, a long chase scene, it's very anticlimactic. During <clears throat> during uh, Bruno's plastic inevitable freakout, uh, his music that is bullshit. Uh, no, that I shit do. Sucks. I do like the soundtrack. I just think they play it way too much. So um, they only wrote one passage <clears throat> of it. Yeah. So. Bruno is listening. It cuts to Bruno listening to the recording as the killer. This is also a long scene. As the kill, it cuts between him listening to the recording and the killer dragging Katya's body away and getting caught on a fucking twig. Yeah, and he hears whispers in the recording, so he rewinds it. The killer's still dragging the body Can't while making, drag it faster while making these dumb fucking noises like <laughs> whimpering. Um. Another movie where we hear these dumb fucking noises um, by the killer. So Bruno cuts down the music so he can hear the whispers. And that's how you record, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's how you produce. And so he hears some turn whispers. It down. Uh, t- turn your instruments down. I want to hear the whispers. Where he talks about, uh, and he goes into this, he hears it once, and then he talks about it like four different times. And it's like, he never heard anything different, but yes, whatever. This movie is all pontificated. So he hears her. He hears these whispers saying, "Linda, no one must know." So then, is that what it said? Yeah. God, I was trying to hear. Everything's it. kind of in, like quote indistinctive. I was trying except to hear it. That. I was trying to hear it over the uh, the roars of me telling me don't <laughs> rewind it, and I didn't. <laughs> So the first person there's a then we cut back to the first person POV with the box cutter looking in on Bruno 
And Bruno keeps listening to the recording and the whispers, and it's still the same shit being repeated. I don't know why he can't just, like, hear it saying Linda about the secret. So, yeah, but now he's got blood on his pants and everything's different. No, he doesn't. Not yet. Not yet? No, not no. yet. He's still inside. So, Katya is still... Inside. Still, he inside. So, still, she's being drug away, but out, she's outside now. Yeah. So, it's still, artful. Bruno is listening. The same shit. It's the same thing. Linda, no one must know. So he looks into Katya's journal again, and then he goes outside to smoke and just misses Katya's corpse still being drugged. Italians smoke a lot. Yeah. Um, so then he hears a sound in the bushes, and so he goes to investigate, and he almost finds Katya's body, but apparently doesn't know how to look down. Because it's literally right below. Like, if he looked down, he would have seen it. But uh, Italians are uh, uh, disinterested and distracted. Yeah, so he uh, then he gets a phone call because the uh, while he was looking the it's uh, the only thing that gets an Italian's uh, uh, attention. Well, the pro the box cutter was being protracted again. No, no, box cutter won't get an Italian's attention. A phone call will. I'm just saying. At the and same time, I if, think if you throw a cigarette and uh, make a phone call to the house that they're living <laughs> in, they'll get really confused. So. Well, have you it, ever met Italians? You're supposed to think that this guy, uh, whoever the killer is, is protracting the box cutter to, you know, kill Bruno. Yeah, but Italians he gets, don't care about box cutters. He gets cutters. the phone call, and so he walks away. So, um, and it's like this creepy. Whenever, whenever they're opening boxes, it, they don't use box cutters. They just use their natural body musk. Yeah, and the tape just like flays off because <laughs> you know the the glue is uh, rendered uh, useless. Um, he you, goes. Back... Have you ever met an Italian? Yeah, I think so. Don't have them in the house. All, all, I've been to Italy. All the, the sealant uh, and the, the stain from your woodwork will, will go away. Well, I've been to Italy. and our You have? Our, yeah. And our well, bus driver like? for the... Well, we only went to Vienna, so like not the greatest so part of Italy. So you had sausages? <laughs> I'm sorry, not Vienna. Venice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Venice. But it was on this like trip. A whole city of people who can't take take the fucking hint to move. Yeah. It's kind of like New Orleans. Yeah. No, it's like Florida's going to be in five years. Uh, or New Orleans. But um, There's a Naples in Florida. <laughs> That's true. There's a yeah. Naples here. Too. Or Wait, it got closed down. I don't know. I yeah, don't the, know we, there was, No, I think it's still open. I've been to Florida and I still don't know it. There's a Naples in Knoxville. There was, but anyway. The, oh um, yeah, there was. Yeah. So he gets this. Uh, cre- the phone call he gets is really creepy. It's this like voice on the other line, and he just hangs up. I've dated girls like that. I know you have. So um, he goes back outside with a flashlight and finds blood on a leaf. Yeah. Okay. So he sees a weird room next to the pool with nude photos inside. So I, I think it's. Ge- <laughs> It's Giovanni's room. Um, oh, okay, yeah, Giovanni is uh, a lonely groundskeeper. Yeah, so he uh, then he looks down the stairs where Katya had been and he's and not chased old. down. That's the weird thing about Giovanni. He's not old. He's uh, young and virile. Yeah, pretty young. Um, but then he sees the corridor that Katya had earlier been chased down, and he goes down there, and he finds blood on the stairs. And then his music starts randomly playing, so he starts walking back there, and then the music stops. Well, so it doesn't... It doesn't the cam- the camera always fucking cuts right before he tastes this blood. And you know Bruno is tasting this goddamn mm-hmm. blood. Yeah, he is. And it's like every time he dips his goddamn finger in yeah, it. Yeah, it's gross. I mean, this is before the... This is like at the very beginning of the 
AIDS ah, epidemic. Fucking so. pseudo <laughs> vampire. So the um, he starts walking back to the studio, but then the music stops and he looks into the music room and it looks normal. But then he walks in and the tape, the recording, all the tape is like uh, in a pile. It's been shredded. And yeah, because nobody locks or fucking closes their goddamn doors or mm-hmm. windows in no. fucking Italy. And then um, also he finds the journal and it's like diary. I think it was. Was it put in the fire? There's a fire burning that wasn't burning before. No, and then gr- the, girls diaries don't burn. The I've journal. Tried. Well, the journal. It's been like pages have been ripped. I, out I grew it. up with a little sister. I tried to burn that shit a thousand times. It doesn't burn. <laughs> well, some pages have been ripped. No, out. no, no. You guys are sinister. It doesn't burn. So then the net. I didn't ever write, write in a diary. Well, try no, to that's burn not your true. diary. My mom R- write, write one and try it. it. My mom would write it in it for me when try I was really buy, little. Oh, try to try to burn your mother's diary that is ghost written by her <laughs> of you. Whatever the fuck it's that is. It's just about like the boxcar children and what I did that day. So oh, I don't yeah. really think it's like <laughs> Mon, any. Mon Pa Kettle. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not like. <laughs> the fuck? There's not a lot. It was when I was four. It was just like what I did that day. So. Okay. <laughs> um, so then uh, it cuts to Giovanni dragging something up the steps. It's in a trash bag and Bruno asks what's in the sack and he's like old magazines and newspapers and you know what those magazines were right the nudie ones I'm assuming and I can't imagine with a trash bag that full if he was reading that many newspapers how did he have such a bad uh, or short display of porno on his wall I don't know I mean, how bad were those magazines? I mean, it's also, Italy. why are they so heavy anyway? So we're supposed to think Which that also, maybe I will say be about this movie Italy, uh, especially in the early 80s, could have been more titties. Sorry. <laughs> well, there aren't that many. That, anyway. Yeah, but I thought they were pretty comfortable with their sexuality and their bodies and everything. I thought yeah. they were uh, pretty pretty in with it. Uh, we got one pair. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. So um, Bruno helps him drag the stuff up, and then he asks Giovanni about Linda. But Giovanni had apparently just been hired with like right before she left so he did and then he never knew katia katia because bruno asks about her too so then um it cuts to bruno looking around the house and then his girlfriend not sandra sandra whatever it's um, her name's julia she pops out of nowhere um because apparently her theater practice was canceled also why why is the fucking landlord there every fucking day i don't know like I, i thought this guy was like well i guess we'll find out He's only got a month. I would imagine a landlord would, like, go the fuck away or some shit. Uh, well, I think he's pretty, like, obsessed with Bruno. But, um, anyway. Um, well, if I was Bruno, I would definitely uh, be like, yo, dude, like, I gotta get some shit done. Like, get done. I paid you your money. Get get out. Be gone. Well, there's really no reason also for, I don't know. He, he, he never is weirded out by anybody popping out in his house so i don't know why that'd be any different so oh, the, la- least, the ladies are a little different well at least tony it seems like he might have a reason because he's a landlord but like eh, whatever so um it, so his girlfriend pops out of nowhere and she says her theater As practice was canceled so she drove like a hunt like a really long way to like see they him. don't do so she tried to call but she couldn't get a hold of him and um, she would, you know in real life she would just find somebody else to fuck yeah because also it was she could only be there for like an hour or something mm-hmm. she so, already had somebody else to fuck 
so then it cuts to the per- first person POV and it turns into Giovanni's POV. Giovanni. And he likes newspaper clippings about murder. So yeah, yeah. there's another red herring it's thing. It's also a fucking peeping Tom Voyeur. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like all like in movies, all groundskeepers are. Because, I mean, like, why would you, like, that's why you become a groundskeeper. Man, there's probably a groundskeeper union that's against that shit. That pigeonholes in the end of that shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking, man. So, uh. Maybe I'll be, I'll, I'll go undercover groundskeeper just to, just to figure this out. To catch a groundskeeper. So, um, Bruno tells Julia about Katya. And so, instead of, like, listening to him, she gets, just gets jealous. And they argue about it. Then Bruno reads the stuff he heard on the recording. Again, Linda, no one knows, whatever, no one could, should tell, whatever it was. And she goes, and I suppose the gardener is the killer. Mm. Okay. So she leaves. So she leaves to go back to rehearsal. Um, at this point, Bruno is already. Well, no, 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 no. They they had a they had a quick uh, tryst. They're not tryst, uh, but a, a quick little uh, sleep real fast. Um, th- that was some surprise ass. And right before that, um, uh, Bruno has this really really cool hotline phone that it has to be to the fucking. It's red and it has to be to the the you know. It only goes to either uh, Commissioner Gordon or uh, the powers of the world. Well, what is ridiculous also is by this point, he is already convinced that Katya was murdered, which I think is like a little bit. He has no yeah, qualms. I mean, Julia, he's already it's like she was murdered. And Julia has uh, has no questions about this. She fucks him immediately and, and is wanting to get out. Yeah. So, Which, if I was dating Bruno, I would do as well. After she leaves, Bruno walks around the house, and um, he's right next to that chain-linked thing where Katya was killed. And you think for a second that he finds this clump of hair in the chain-link whatever it is. But nope, he didn't. No, it's he just shot. walks right by it without noticing. I don't know how. Um so he keep this. This is also real tedious. He just keeps walking around everywhere trying to open this door that's locked. And t- then t- that's when Tony shows up, and he says that that's locked because the last tenant stuff is in there, and he's there to check on the pool because the, apparently the pool smells. And then they talk about Katia and Katia and Linda, and Tony wonders why Bruno has all this interest in some woman named Linda. Um. And then Bruno says he thinks that Katya was meeting Linda and the phone rings. And then Tony says he's leaving for Kuwait. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's, it's okay. a really weird thing to say. Well, he talks about uh, to Bruno. He's like, I got to like, go get I got to go get dressed. Well, I'm going to like, Kuwait. Well, he's like, hey, uh, you know, if I had the money that I uh, or, uh, you know, if I had the money that my dad had, I, I, you know, I'd own a place like this or whatever. And Bruno but he says, does own it. Yeah, but Bruno says it's like you know, like a villa like this, and this is early on in the movie, and, and he's like, yeah, you know, but then we wouldn't be renting it to people like you, and he's like, well, okay, my dad's in Kuwait, I'm off, 
It's so fucking it's like, weird. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand what what that plot device is or anything. Me it neither. makes no sense. But the next scene is uh, when I was little. It used to be one of my favorites because Sandra calls him and she tries to scare him first. It's like a prank call, but then she's like, "Um, I want to see you at six thirty. And when she's getting off the phone, instead of saying "chow," she goes "chow," <laughs> "chow," and I was just like, I what I thought that was so funny when I was little. Dude, anyway. The Italian listeners are going to be. So so mad. <laughs> oh, how dare you? So then, uh, but we, it's all subtitled on their headphones, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, Bruno, then, then it's good. Bruno's making music again. An- oh. Another girl shows up. Now this is Angela. This is, is he making music again, or is he just doing the same goddamn thing? I think he's just doing the thing. same goddamn thing. But right. a- this is Angela. Now this is the girl that, if Ooh, you remember Katya's Angie. journal, she wanted to tell Angela whatever this thing was she had found out about Linda. I'd like to tell Angela a couple of things. Yeah. So Giovanni sees her, Giovanni. And he, um, but he hides. But then she sees him. She's like, uh, "Ciao, ciao, Giovanni." Um, she barges in on Bruno looking for Katya. She says she never returned to the house. I guess they were roommates. And she had said that Katya had come to Again, get... this is more surprise ass. Yeah. And she's like, uh, This well, guy lives a good life. Because Bruno's like, well, why was she here? And uh, Angela's like, well, she was coming to get her journal. He's had he's had three women throw themselves at him in the last ten minutes. Like, d- and yeah. he's been with one of them. So, uh well, he's he's you know loyal, and and Bruno looks like a fucking uh, like a member that got kicked out of a fucking Weezer cover band. <laughs> so um, he because, had, because he was Italian, he asks, had nothing to do with music. So like he couldn't be in that was Latina. Never mind. I was about to say Menudo, but that's not Italian. Um, so he asks. Uh, Angela about Linda and she says a bunch of stuff like she was kind and they hung out sometimes and but the main point she makes is that Linda would let them use the pool so basically being like let me use the pool and yeah. even though it smells like shit apparently but whatever no, 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 no. she still wants to go swimming yeah. yeah so Bruno says she can use the pool so um of course he does Bruno leaves because he's supposed to meet Sandra Sandra yeah, Sandra he, he's got a little Tom Atkins in him yeah he's uh, let, let him play yeah he's so he's got to leave because he's supposed to meet Sandra at 6 30 and Angela goes swimming in the stinky pool in the stinky pool and then it cuts to Bruno and he's at the studio alone and Sandra hasn't arrived then it cuts back to Angela and she's done swimming so she goes inside and this is I think we both agree the best scene in the movie she goes inside to wash her hair in the sink. Uh, in well, also, uh, she's the first girl we get to see uh, some boobs. Do we see her boobs? Uh huh. Okay. In in the shower, yeah. Well, she's not taking a shower though. Well, she's she, robed she's, and she's, just washing her hair in the sink. Well, maybe it's before. Maybe it's whenever she's uh, getting into her bikini. Um. I don't anyway, know. but it, so, it, it's it's the only Italian boobs we get to see in an Italian film, which I think is a uh, lacking. In between, not her boobs, just the amount. So, yeah. in between yeah. her, like, washing her hair in the sink, there's uh, cuts of this, uh, well, it looks like woman's hand, because she has nail polish on, and making stupid noises, trying to pick out a knife. And um, then it cuts back to Angela, and she's going to reach for the shampoo, mm-hmm. and she can't really see, so she's just kind of reaching for it. And the killer stabs her through the hand. Which is 
I mean, ugh, it's gnarly. Um, when it, yeah, it goes down on the counter. And it's then awesome. she puts a plastic, uh, or sorry, the killer puts a plastic bag on Angela's head and then starts banging it against the sink while laughing this stupid laugh. Like, ah, ah. Um, and so Angela is trying to like, at the same time, trying to like free her hand. Yeah. And this is one of the best, uh, really one of the best effects of the movie. And yeah. honestly, one, go, of, the, you go on with one it. of the best parts of the movie, uh, is there's a part where the, uh, the effect is the knife is through the hand, but the hand is rising up and down the knife Yeah, and there's a side shot of the hand and the hand is moving and it's a real person's hand. I don't know, I don't know exactly how they did this, but then later, uh, whenever it's struggling, it pulls through the, uh, yeah, the middle goes, of the hand. It goes through like between like yeah. the fingers, but I don't know how they did that effect, but it's really, it's really, really good. good. But at the same time, she's being suffocated while her head is being bashed against the sink and then um once she's dead the killer puts her bagged head over the tub and it slices her throat like i mean like a bloodiest scene of the movie like a pig in a slaughterhouse and um then she the the uh she's turned on the other side angela is and you see her dead face and her th- uh, throat slit it's it's really cool her dead face and then the killer makes these dumb noises while she cleans well, up. Yeah, with Kleenex. Yeah, just with Kleenex like, being like, <laughs> no, no, no. Be, I know, I know it's later on, but like uh, next time we enter this bathroom, this place is spotless. Yeah. Well, besides a couple things that Bruno noticed, those margaritas were brutal. So Bruno is. It cuts to Bruno watching the "You're a Female" scene. Um, and writes a note to Sandra saying, because he waited, saying also, he waited. Sandra, Sandra's trying to fuck Bruno as well. Maybe, but he writes a note to Sandra saying he waited till eight and he's going home. So then we cut to a POV shot of the villa with the music playing again. Um, and there's also like a digging sound going on, but Bruno's playing. Mm, yeah. And he goes to get water, and then he, while he's getting the water, he notices there's a knife missing from the wall, and it's next to the sink, but he didn't put it there. So he's like, well, that's weird, but he puts it up uh, with the other ones because they were all, like, on this on the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a knife magnet, knife case. He goes to take a shower, but there are pearls that are caught in the drain. Um, then he uh, sees... Only, only a true pervert would notice that. Well, he can't get it to... The only reason he can't get it to shut... I think he's going to take a bath, actually. He can't get the drain to, like, shut because there's stuff caught in it. Um, So, and then he notices a bloody knife gash in the sink where... It's where her hand had gotten uh, knifed, but it's still a little bit bloody. And he gets the knife that was... This is part of the thing where he's almost going to taste it again. Yeah. He, but he goes, I know he did. I know it never shows where he tastes it. Uh, from the, but there's one shot in the movie early on where he looks looks at blood, hits it with his finger, and then he as soon as the camera cuts, he's raising it to his. I face. love it. He's a vampire. You're, you're convinced he's a vampire. I think he might be. I so, think he might be the actual fucking uh, villain in this movie. <laughs> so Bruno. he goes Bruno. to get. Um, he goes down to and he grabs the knife that he had put up, and he brings it back to the the bathroom and it's like a perfect match to the knife hole in but the sink of course 
And then there, there's a POV person walking up the stairs. So Bruno is investigating. Very slowly. Yes, all of this is slow. So Bruno starts investigating. Um, now, and then at this point, he's recording himself. You now, know, he, Dude, his his book on tape is better than his fucking track that's true. of music. Well, I do like the he song. It just on music. I do like the song. It just plays too many times if it had played once i'd be nah, cool with it if, if he would have narrated the whole film and never played i would have been cool with it so yeah he starts recording himself talking about everything going on um with Fucking like linda jerk. and he all this death that he thinks is going on and he's fascinated he says he knows katya and a- angela apparently he knows that they were killed in the house um so where are the bodies then the front door, uh, the front doorbell rings, and it's Sandra. Um, oh, Sandra! I just find it so weird that he's just like, "Well, I know they're dead." I mean, like that's not the first. Oh, Sandra seems pretty cool with everything. No, with that's the going other, on. with the girls, you're just like, "Oh, well, I can't find them. Obviously, they're dead." I mean, like he was right, but like Sandra is the girl, uh, even though she's the director. Uh, she seems like the girl that uh, he should have been with. She's pretty righteous and pretty down with everything. And, yeah. Uh, even at the end of the film, she's like, "Yeah, whatever." Well, maybe that's why they made the mistake on the back of the box and said that she was his girlfriend. But um, it was is that uh, what they said. Freudian, yeah, thinking oh, they maybe she was. Well, she wasn't. But Bruno, maybe. so maybe Bruno starts telling everything to Sandra, and she thinks the story is fantastic but scary. <laughs> That's what she says. So if it's true, the bodies must still be there. That's what she says. He brings up Linda. You move the gravestones, but not the bodies. So he brings up Linda and Sandra's like, well, I used to know a Linda, but it couldn't be her. Let's take a look in the room downstairs. That locked room from earlier. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, it's locked. They go down there, though, but now it's not locked anymore. So, um, they, How did that get done? Yeah, who knows? So, um, oh, no. So, first he looks in um, a box, and there's some nudie magazines. And then... No, it he, just looks like pretty much people's uh, storage. Yeah. Then he looks in a suitcase and clothes, and then he opens this trunk, and there's a bunch of tennis balls. Oh, God. What a plot device. And... So, has the killer been revealed? So, because of this, Sandra is like, oh my gosh, it is the same Linda because she liked to play tennis. Dude, this tennis theme is fucking weak, man. Yeah. But apparently, tennis balls scared Linda. So, I don't know. If I could scare someone with tennis balls, I would do it. And then she finally admits that Linda. I got a pair of tennis balls right here for you. So Linda finally admits that, I mean, sorry, Sandra finally admits that the movie was inspired by Linda as a child. And then they hear someone come into the house upstairs. They're in the studio, the people that just came in. Yeah. And um, I think Bruno says it sounds like a woman because you can hear like the clicks of the heels. Yeah. You can tell when they're walk- walking all bitchy. Yep. <laughs> True, and so switching that ass. This is where I wrote quote unquote Linda's POV sees a knife. Bruno's girlfriend fucking sucks. Yeah, she's a bitch. Julia sucks. Yeah, so quote unquote Linda, who I guess we're thinking it's Linda now. It's her POV. She sees a knife, and hears them downstairs and um, grabs the knife. This person ends up not being Linda or any or the killer or anyone else, or maybe it is, but it's Julia. Julia and. Julia has come back. 
This is Bruno's girlfriend. So Sandra yeah. at this point is over all this bullshit, and she's like, she's like, bye, see you later. So yeah, of, you got a girlfriend. I'm out. Yeah. So of course Julia gets jealous. They start arguing again. It's tedious. So why is she here? Be- because he knows another female. Yeah. Okay. Typical. Yeah. Um, and she says that the play got suspended, um, and then. Bruno notices that she has a tennis ball with her, and then she goes, "Don't you remember we met playing tennis?" And then, he, then Bruno Who goes, "Who the fuck meets playing tennis?" Then Bruno goes, "Tell me about you." Like, what? They've been dating. Like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Who the fuck meets playing tennis? I don't know, but if um, I met somebody playing tennis and they were like, "Hey, let's go get a drink," I'd be like, "Fuck you! I don't know you. You're a psychopath." <laughs> I've played tennis. I played I with us, uh, with a buddy of mine, and, Isaiah. Uh, yeah, Isaiah. And no, nah, dude, I don't want to meet. Anymore. I want to play with you. I play tennis. Do you? Yeah. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, I actually really like playing. We can arrange that. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, okay. But don't <laughs> fucking meet me. <laughs> it won't be like that. I think it's okay when you meet your friends to play tennis. So um, then, after that, Bruno wakes up the next morning, and Julia isn't in bed. Um. And then it, oh, yeah. Then it, that's never happened to you there, Bruno. I know, right? Ooh. So then it cuts to Sandra, and she's at her house, and she calls Linda, and Linda's just crying on the phone, and Sandra's telling her that she didn't betray her, but she did use them use some of her story for the film, and she says, "quote I didn't say anything." Linda never responds; she just like cries. So then it cuts to Bruno looking for Julia. Um, and he sees Giovanni, um, and Giovanni says Julia was over by the cottage. Uh, Julia's watching them though, and well, Bruno. Also, Giovanni, uh, we we failed to mention this. Um, he's kind of a peeping tom. And, oh well, no, uh, you already said it. Did I? Yeah. Well, let's uh, reinforce that. Giovanni's a creep. Yeah, he is. Okay. I mean, and clearly he's meant to be that way because in Giallo's Not you have all groundskeepers to have... are like that. No, but I'm saying like you have to have someone that I, is I like... really don't want to get sued by the groundskeepers union. Yeah, but you didn't care about saying Blue Lives. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, but uh, I, I never but said you're Blue concerned, Lives matter. But you're concerned about the groundskeeper no, no, union. No, I am anti that. Um, anyway, uh, so Bruno walks in to his studio and the film, his like uh, reels that he's been recording on or running and he's like what the fuck but then he stops them and julia it sits up and she had been listening to it on her headphones and so then bruno screams two girls were killed here i still don't know why he's one cup yeah i still don't know how he's so i mean like okay yeah he's right but like i still don't understand like where he's so convinced about this but okay and Giovanni, the groundskeeper, maybe could have stopped all this shit, but he was too busy fucking sitting in his little porno lair. His but I'm porno also dungeon. like, if you're so convinced that two girls have been murdered here, then why don't you fucking leave? If you're so leave? convinced that two girls, one cup is actually a thing, <laughs> then fucking watch it. It's not. It's fake. But, no, um, it's real. It's fake. That, that shit happened. Probably at some point, but that Something video came out real. of those girls' butts. I know, but... Uh, me and Katie have had this conversation. It doesn't it's matter. So, okay. It's there. I just don't understand why if he's so convinced that people have been murdered at this house. Like, why did he doesn't leave, but he doesn't. So anyway, they end up arguing again because him and Julia do not have a good relationship. So uh, then it cuts to Bruno helping Giovanni with a package. And he uh, asks if Giovanni, he asks if Giovanni, if Julia had come around before he took the villa and asks about 
the girls. And then Giovanni says, well, maybe they're dead. <laughs> it's a joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then he, he sees he's the werewolf. Right. So then he sees Joy out by the pool. Um and he tells her that he has to leave for an hour and wants her to come with him. And then uh the two people never come they together. They argue again and he calls her a vacant nerd. <laughs> That's one of the best insults I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Anyway, she won't go with him cuz she says she wants no, to lay no. out by the pool. Uh also uh uh that one of the best fucking uh, insults I've ever heard is from this movie is uh, that ain't all you're gonna get tonight, cockroach. <laughs> cockroach. Yeah, it's um, so good. Yeah, vacant nerd. They, they even are, even though it was dubbed in an American accent. Yeah, and they argue per usual. Then uh, she's not she does she doesn't want to go with him, so he leaves by himself. So he uh, it cuts to him pulling up to this payphone, and he call he's calling the theater that Julia says she's been doing this. Um, play for and he asks about the play being blacked out she's never been there and they're like this show was a children's show not a blacked out and apparently julia sexy children's show julia had left opening night without a word the week prior so Uh a week before now it's now she's suspect exactly so i mean she had been kind of suspect earlier because of the tennis ball but anyway um then there's a pov of someone in um at Sandra's studio, it's Linda, and uh, she steals the last reel and tries to shred it. So after that, Bruno pulls up to the studio uh, to Sandra's studio. He wants to see the last reel. Tells I, the guy he's like, "I can't do the music for the end of the movie unless I see it." Which I don't know why, because he's been doing the same fucking song. Fuck, so I whatever. thought I was a fucking musician. I need to get into this business. So um, Jesus Christ, there's ass falling out of fucking closets. There's fucking <laughs> yeah, murder mysteries, man. Like this is way more fun. And also, I'm pretty sure that there's this woman in the background for a sh- like that you see for a second. That's more pussy on the phone, and it but it's like a man dressed up as a woman. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, ah, it doesn't matter in the dark. So Bruno it's finds a blade in the dark. Bruno finds the shredded up reels. A um, lay in the dark. And apparently, the guy tells him he hasn't seen Sandra, but he didn't see anyone go in there or come out. Have. Two separate scenes splicing with each other. Giovanni's doing stuff. <laughs> Giovanni. And it splits with Bruno and the guy that works at Sandra's studio trying to put the last reel back together. And then it cuts back to Giovanni and he finds the dead women in the water tank. So that's what was making the mm-hmm. pool smell. And then he's hit over the head repeatedly with a wrench. And It wasn't Giovanni. It was not Giovanni. So then we cut back to um, Bruno... And the guy putting the reel back together. And there's a girl in the final reel. It's just a shadow. Mm-hmm. So the killer in the film is a woman in this film. Yes. So, mm-mm. okay. So we cut to Sandra showing up at the villa looking for um, Linda. She has a knife. And she sees the bloody wrench. And Giovanni pops up reaching out to her. Because I guess he's still kind of alive. Um, she drops the knife, and then um, she's strangled by film reel, like by the reel of film. Oh, celluloid. Yeah. Yeah. So then it cuts back to Bruno racing home to the villa, and this part, the music is really hilarious and out of place. It's not the music from the movie. It's just some really ridiculous music. Um, So now we're at the villa, and Bruno's not there yet, but Julia finds the reel and uh, a pile of, actually a pile of the reels. And Sandra is underneath, she, you know, like her dead body. 
So then there's this super long chase scene. There's a lot of hiding. Oh, it's 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 what do you call it? Uh, plotting and uh, just drudging. Yeah, and, it's it's so. Ugh. It's just. It's like somebody is walking slower than they could ever walk. Yeah. So Linda finally talks, um, and she's like, "I thought of you too," and this does not sound like a woman. Okay. So then there's more chase and these tennis balls fall from the sky, basically from, from above. And Julia, so, somebody re-angled that fucking, uh, goddamn, uh, tr- uh, tr- uh trunk what is of it? Yeah. The trunk of balls. fucking tennis balls. Um, and she fall, Julia falls and then Terrible plot. she starts uh, running again. And then she hides in one of these like closet things. And then there's women go in this house. Then there's the killer POV. And then the stupid laughing that she does. She's like, don't be afraid. I don't want to hurt you. I want your blood. And so she starts stabbing through the like cabinet or closet or whatever that Julia is hiding in. And Bruno pulls up and he's screaming for Julia. So um, she eventually runs, but she Oh, wait, she falls on the tennis balls here. Sorry, not not before. This is where she told, falls on the tennis balls. It was after. Um, and then she gets up, and as soon as she's about to get to Bruno, the killer stabs her through the back into the, like, through the chest. Oh, from yeah, her back. yeah, yeah. Oh, she dies. And then. See, that's the one thing I didn't see coming besides the jump scare you that's thought about she to was gonna, I th- thought she was going to make it. Yeah. Even though I don't like her. And then uh, the killer starts to attack Bruno, but Bruno hits the killer with a brick. And then I he see then he turns around because he I guess he thinks the killer's dead. You should never think that, but this is the eighties, so whatever. So Bruno's over and he's like, Julia, no, blah blah blah. But he but he sees the wig. But he turns because he thinks yeah, he, he thinks, thinks the killer's still down yeah. because there's well, hair. He, he thinks it's a woman. Yeah. So because the hair is still there. But um it's actually da, 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 Tony, the landlord, has moved, and it was a wig, and he's been wearing women's clothing. Clothing, and he um, jumps out of nowhere. Well, only, only jump scare in the whole movie. Uh, only thing that is kind of like, <gasps> and uh, and then once it's it's worn off, which is immediate. Immediate, yeah. It's pretty pathetic. Yeah. So, um, Bruno takes the knife and or like there's a knife kind of fight and he grabs it and pushes it towards uh tony and he stabbed somebody me. overpowered another dude with a box cutter yeah, it wasn't a box cutter this time it was a regular knife oh so he he uh leveled up yeah um and so tony slash linda dies as he says i'm not a female child <laughs> so wow um and then at the end of the movie we have Bruno and the guy that were putting together the reels back together um, watching it. And um, the kid from the beginning of the movie, you know, Bob yeah. from House of the Cemetery, is walking back up the stairs and has a wig on, like a woman's wig on with pigtails. And so this is what, quote, this is what Bruno, Bruno <laughs> philosophizes. Is that what the word is? Mm -hmm. the movie he says sandra was right about linda but she didn't know what but what she didn't know was tony's alter 
she didn't know it was Tony's alter ego. Sorry. His ego as a child was too fragile, which caused his masculinity to regress. But he couldn't kill his alter ego, so he projected his anger onto other girls, wishing to kill the girl in himself. He knifed those girls to show that he wasn't scared. <laughs> That's the well, end of the week. Well, he, he can have that, but what I've got is, uh, and I know you're going to give your rating here in a minute. Well, but, I'm going to uh, say that, that this too is- long and boring plot twist wasn't worth the wait. And uh, good-looking Italian chicks. That's pretty cool. And uh, there wasn't enough suspense and gore, and the hand scene was really, really great. Yeah, um, I also do think that, you know, I talked about, I've talked about other movies not being bad for the LGBTQ community. This one is, because it kind of portrayed that, because that, that explanation alone makes absolutely zero sense, and it does portray someone with, you know, that that is in part of the LGBTQ community just being a maniac. So I do see that as a as a problem as being problematic. But uh, anyway, so here's some fun facts about the movie. I already talked about how it was originally planned as a um, 30 minute segment television show kind of thing where there was going to be a murder at the end of each segment. It was found too gruesome for Italian TV and was re-edited to be a feature film. Um. The Italian title for this movie is La Casa con la Scala nel Buio, The House with the Dark Staircase. Mm-hmm. And Bava actually, uh, Lamberto, sorry, Lamberto Bava actually likes the American title more and thinks it fits the movie better. So Bava allowed to, uh, was offered to direct this while he was assisting Dario Argento on uh, Tenebrae. Um, and apparently the writing team for this movie did not get along well uh they had they they had written um twitch of the death nerve in 1981 together and they had gotten along pretty well during that but they did not get along well during this so um i get think that's seen the producer the producer luciano martino provided his own villa as the location for filming so there were no sets built for this film at all it was all basically it you know there's a studio and then the villa so that was a real place yeah it was basically filmed in a house and it has been criticized for bad dubbing, even for Giallo. We already talked about that. Like, I think some of the stuff doesn't translate well, like you are a female and some stuff like that. But um, I don't really think it's that great. I do think this movie is pretty transphobic, honestly, especially by that uh, end of the the that explanation at the end. Uh, having, I mean, just at the end. It's I mean, just terrible. In general. And, like, and having doesn't my... doesn't make any sense. But I'm thinking, like... And I said this earlier, having my degree in psychology and counselor education, like that is, I've, that is a nonsensical explanation. Yeah, it makes ending. no fucking sense. Yeah. So, um, however, I do really like this movie and I give it, I do not, I give it a four out of five. I give it uh four thumbs down. I do think that the music is good, although overplayed. I do like the gore. I do give it one star for the gore. Now, I gave Maniac two stars for the gore because there was a lot more. There's not a whole lot of gore in this movie, but that hand scene alone. That is great. Give, yes. Like, that, I give that it, is wonderful. I do give it a star for that. There's as no, far as horror movies go, uh, that should be seen. Yeah, yes. that scene is fantastic. That does get that alone gets a star for me. The, there is no camaraderie, so I don't give it any for that. Um, I did give it half a star for acting. Um I think it has pretty okay rewatchability. I gave it 0.75 for that. And I think it's actually like a okay movie. I gave it 0.75 for that. So, um, 
the, that reaches four out of five for me. So we have six kills. Uh, one is Katya. She stabbed and then her throat slit with an exacto knife. Mm-hmm. Number two is Angela. She stabbed in the hand. Then she's suffocated and beaten in the head with a plastic bag and her throat is slit. Um, we have Giovanni, who is beaten with a wrench. Then we have Sandra, who is garroted with a roll of film. And um, next we have Julie. She stabbed through the back, through the chest. And then number six, we have Linda slash Tony, who is beaten with a brick and stabbed in the stomach. So, I say gag gag yourself with uh, fingernail polish, gag yourself with the blade in the dark, gag yourself with an exacto knife, and let's see. What else? What do you think? Okay, and um, what are your stars again? Sorry. Uh, my stars are four thumbs down, one star. Uh, and, yeah. Is uh, the star only for the gore in that one scene? Yes. Yes, it is. What do you think we should say gagged on? Uh, stay gagged on a life. Stay gagged on a wife. Um, and, uh, preferably yours. Uh, if not somebody else's. Who cares? Play, play a fucking stupid goddamn horror theme, and then I guarantee... Pussy will just, uh, an ass fall will just fall, fall out of closets and fall out of the sky. And stay gagged on It's all never our... worked for me. <laughs> stay gagged. Well, you don't look like Bruno. Hey. Stay gagged on all of our social media, our TikTok, Instagram, we're Gag Me With A Knife Podcast, and buy our shit. website, gagmewithanifepodcast.com, where you can buy our merch and find different ways to listen. And we'll see you next time. Huh.